5: I started. So whenever, oh, outro, intro, you know the drill? Yeah. Doing the same thing? Wait, what? What were we talking about earlier? I was like, oh. So, hello, everybody. We're skipping the intro because I have a story. Yeah. So, Sydney just comes up to me and she's getting ready to go out and, oh, you're wearing the bestie necklace. I'm going to start crying. I so dead. So she just came out of her. So okay, two stories. The first one that I was originally going to tell you is that she just came out of her room and looked at me and was like, "Does this top make me look like a slut?" But like she said it in kind of a bad way, and I was like, "Yeah." And she was like, "Perfect." Yeah, I'm not even doing anything.
4: It's just a heat wave, and I can't. If I wear any more clothing, I might yeah. pass out in the street.
5: Yeah. Also, we we're gonna go out and get some ice cream. That's why you know.
4: This reminds me of that one episode of like Carly, where there's a heat wave. Or no, that's no victorious, and they get stuck in that trailer. Yeah. We drink the fish water with the mold in it. Blew. 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 But okay, besties, tell me why that there's a fucking heat wave in New York right now and they sound like an alert on the phones and they're like, everyone, don't use your microwave or your washer or your dryer or turn off your AC or don't charge your phone because it might be electricity outage soon. Bitch, Times Square probably uses more electricity than my household does in the last twenty years of my life in an hour. Stop turning the yep. big old lights off. No one's over there. Ooh, exactly.
5: Wait. It's a heat wave. Like no one's in Times
4: Square. Charge your phone and stuff now in case there's a blackout later. Because I keep
2: warning about it.
5: So the second story I had to tell is that I got uh, we got necklaces from this brand called Enroute, and Sydney and I were having trouble. We got like bestie necklaces, like super cringe, but whatever. And we ordered them, and we were trying to decide. There's like one baby pink one and one like emerald green one. Sorry, that's my computer. And we were trying to decide, like, who would get which one and everything. And Cindy got the pink one, and it looks really, really, really pretty on her. I am happy she got the pink one. That was my story. Yeah. And another life update. We just got back from Montauk yesterday. So our brains are literally still on vacation time. It's crazy. We both had, like, full days of work today. It was absurd. I had such a hard time getting through the day, and... We're just struggling, and it. Oh my god! Today in New York City, because we're we're recording this on June thirtieth, and it's a Wednesday. It is so fucking hot. It's like ninety three degrees, but it feels like one hundred and three. It's a it's a genuine heat wave. We got like a national alert that says we have to turn off all our AC, unplug any unnecessarily unnecessary outlets, or else there might be like a statewide blackout or a citywide yeah, blackout. Happened in
4: Texas, and they were like, yeah. but um. <laughs> like so it's hot as hell yeah. and like this morning i woke up to go walk to work i usually walk to work like 40 minutes because like there's no other way to get there besides ubering and i'm not paying for that shit. Mm. and i was like i'm gonna wear jeans that's cooler when i tell you i was not even like melting my i wasn't even wearing makeup it was makeup coming off my face it was coming out of the pores it was being extracted it felt disgusting you know it's bad when you get on the subway and it's fucking hotter underground. Or it's cooler underground than it is in the fucking outside. Like, what?
5: That makes no sense. And you know what is weird is that we were all on the subway, like, like two weeks ago to, like, go out for the night. And it was so cold on the subway. I was shivering because I remember I was wearing, like, a really tiny skirt and, like, a tank top, like, a, a booby tank top. And it was so cold. It was so cold. Guys,
4: I'm trying to make Sarah love the subway. It's, like, not really working, but we're trying to get there.
5: It's almost working. No, like, I like it a lot better now that I know there's Apple Pay because I think like one of the main stressors was like going to the little metro machines that's I don't know so why. weird I've never heard anyone ever say that isn't that so specific like yeah. that's where my anxiety is. Like, you just from.
4: go and press the amount on your card
5: I know I get scared I get scared
4: uh, okay but I understand that because you do have an awful sense of direction you'd be yeah. ending up in fucking Long Island you'd be like is this me <laughs>
5: yeah I, I get spit out in Southampton I'm like hi hi bestie in like Babylon
4: babylon wasn't that like a historical place
5: yeah the, like the babylon. civil war of babylon
4: <laughs> guys sarah's my <new> history teacher
5: <laughs> no he's like the battle of
4: <laughs> babylon and cyprus
5: also so anyway back to where the hamptons trip montauk was so fun
4: babylonian empire mm. <laughs>
5: Uh, Montauk was really fun. We went with our friend Chance. Well, it's Sydney's friend from back. It's our friend. Oh, well, um, well. now it's all friend. but it's your childhood friend, and she's just the greatest, and we all went to the shore together. Not the shore. The, the Hamptons. Hamptons. As
4: you can see, we're still on, uh, Jersey Island Shirt. Dime. Idiot is my favorite insult ever. Idiot like you, you fucking up. idiot like <laughs> idiot has like a certain ring to it but where did that I- come from? Idiot. i don't know i've been saying it so much recently literally idiot
5: back to my we missed our train going there by two seconds it we was almost absurd. missed it
4: coming back also yeah both times because of food yeah go us
5: yeah no, oh my God! So many other variables when we went there made us so late. So many other but variables. But thinking about it, we were at, we were
4: at Starbucks. We yeah. just, we sacrificed a Starbucks. And we sacrificed for the grilled cheeses.
5: We did, we Starbucks. did. But we also we we were we were late leaving the apartment. Everything was late. We were late going to Starbucks and getting in the car and walking all the way to Starbucks. And we shouldn't have just gone to the train station, mm-hmm. but. It's okay, we got there, and you know what made it with like it us a lot of consolation was that our favorite influencer, Bridget, always misses her train to the Hamptons, which is like yeah. first world problems. Um, so we did it and we just sat in a park and got bird shot on the entire time. It was fun.
4: Speaking of bird shot, wow. I got shot on by a bird at a fucking bar.
5: In the Hamptons. In the
4: Hamptons. Oh, wait, guys, I loved the Hamptons, and this is really weird because like I love New York City. I like the city, like the excitement, and like you know to walk everywhere and like the bustling energy of the city. But there's something about being in, like, a smaller, quaint town. Everyone's, like, local and, like, local food places. And it's, like, a certain, like, freshness in the air that, like, I really miss. makes me mad that I had to work the entire time we were in Montauk. Yeah. Literally, I had to work for, like, six hours. And it made me sad because I wanted to, like, be outside the pool with you guys and, like, relaxing. But no. But it's okay. But you
5: were making money. Does that is that any consolation or but
4: not? But you're right? making $17 an hour. <laughs> I'm making minimum wage.
5: Well, it, overall, we have a lot of really fun stories from the Hamptons. Some guy hit on Sydney. It was hilarious. Ooh. We went to the, the Waiter.
4: Oh, That Sexy Waiter. Uh, oh. Sexy Boy.
5: Wait, no, what's that Sexy Boy. I love you. Ah. <laughs> what's,
4: that, what's that song? you always play <laughs> that always say, oh, sexy boy.
5: Me? You
4: sing that song in French. I was, oh, sexy boy.
5: Oh, sexy boy. It's not sexy, but it's not the trance. <laughs>
4: That's what it sounds like.
5: That's sexy bon, not. <laughs> <laughs> you
4: said, you said, it does sound yeah, you like said sexy <laughs> bon.
5: There's a song, it's a jazz song, it's sung completely in French, and it's by sexy bon. Like bon. Like
4: Eddie something. It's by Eartha Kitt. Never mind. And she's oh, I love a, Eartha Kitt. Yeah, so do I. She's OG a famous jo- woman.
5: Exactly. Yeah.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. O.G. Black Cat Woman. Yeah
5: we're the Mm-mm. same and she did it and it was really awesome love that song but she doesn't usually sing in French it's like oh my god have you heard Nat King Cole try to sing in Spanish it's so funny His
6: Boys are- <laughs> oh my there's that
4: one TikTok where the girl is like um, what's the one thing your boyfriend hates about you and she was like when I moan in his ear like Nat King Cole she's like <gasps> sing, oh my god no wait so are you good. getting Nat
5: King Cole confused with Louis Armstrong yeah probably <laughs> <laughs> cause Louis
4: Armstrong's like <laughs> he sounds like the alligator from uh, Princess and the Frog no you
5: were not you did not just say that I was just about to say that. Exactly. Oh Sessy Boy. Boy. I like the Nat King Cole
4: <laughs> named his daughter Natalie King Cole. I know. I liked the creativity <laughs> there. <laughs> I named my child Sidney and said no.
5: Nat King said no. <laughs> Wait. Pff, Louis Armstrong sang Sessy Bon too. I knew it. Wait, can we? I'm taking it just two seconds. I'm taking it out. Don't worry. I want to hear it so bad. I love his voice
4: so much. And <laughs> I'm that he'd be like, yeah. <laughs> Guys, I've had five Arizona teas today. I don't even like Arizona tea up until this weekend, but I've had five today, and I'm like, am I okay?
5: Oh yeah, so this is hilarious. Arizona Tea brought us to Montauk. It was for a sponsorship and they wanted like a podcast friend situation. So we all went and it was it was awesome. It was like literally the best time. But we came back with like 90 Arizona Teas and we don't know.
4: I've had half of them today, guys. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't even like Arizona Tea until this weekend. Then I had it. I was like, mmm, mm, That's kind of good. She kind of good.
5: <laughs> we, half of our fridge is stocked with Santa Fe sparkling water by Arizona Tea, the classic Arizona hard seltzers, half and half lemonades and the other lemon flavored iced teas. Like, it is a lot and we like it. We like to mix it with a little bit of boca, a little bit of bo- uh, something boca. else, <laughs> tequila, maybe a little bit. Oh, yeah. Do you like to? Pina
4: Colada was this song, but in my head I said do you like tequila
5: oh my god guys did you get tequila by Dan and Shay ew collaborated with now so you know no shit from fucking Dan
4: and Shay Uh -uh. When Sarah sings the song, Pina Colada, which is literally sung by some country old white man, she goes, do you like Pina Colada? I'm like, you do realize that a white man sings that song, it literally says Pina Colada.
5: I always sing it in a Jamaican accent. I'm always like picturing the little uh, steel drums playing when the song is playing. Do you like
4: Pina Colada? I think I'm growing up since I hear that song. Yeah. I don't know why. We've been dead all day and now we have like a burst of energy.
5: I can't stop giggling. It's probably really annoying to our listeners. It's probably
4: like literally heat bubbles in my brain. (laughs) Yeah.
5: <laughs> um so, today Today's topic.
4: <laughs> speaking of being weird, so you guys only took the LSAT and I got my score back today, but but bu- but they were like we're gonna release the score at 9 a.m. So of course I'm up at 9 a.m. on my computer refreshing and it's not there. And then I was like, I'm gonna give it some time, and then it wasn't there. And then I called and they were like, hmm, it's not there. And I was like, I know. Weird. All my friends theirs were there. So naturally I wait six hours. I call them again and she goes, you know what? It's weird because I can see your score, but I can't tell it to you. So you have to wait. And I was like, okay. So got my score back. But I was anxious all day. Because I like have diagnosed anxiety. But like when I get in stressful situations, you can ask Sarah. Like I get like about everything. Like if you look at me wrong, I literally will roar at you like Maleficent. Y'all know my royal Lily.
5: But if it's any comfort, what you think is sassy, because like every time you even like react to anything I do, I always get a text from you after and you're like, I'm so sorry that I snapped at you. And I'm like, that's snapping to you? Like, oh my God. Like, I don't think we consider the same thing snap. I think you're just like, very uh, like a calm person like all the time and then whenever you exert energy that I know isn't directed towards me it's for another reason you apologize for it and I think it's very nice of you and it's like my favorite quality about you because you care about my feelings but like you don't worry about it it's me and it's Chance and it's your mom it's we don't care
4: no because it's funny because Sarah like when I lost my phone in Zara last week for literally 24 (laughs) hours and I asked his security guard, and he was like, your phone's not here. And I literally, I had a temper tantrum. <laughs> I like to go my feet and cry. And Sarah's like, ask, go ask the register just in case. I was like, Sarah, no. <laughs> and then I went to go ask them, and they had it. <laughs> so I did snap. It so was when I get anxious. I just like, yes. anything, any one small thing sets me off like whatever, which is weird though, because yes. I'm a very calm person in other situations. Yes. But like when I get anxiety specifically, I just I like, can't control it. But I had anxiety about my LSAT score not being out. And my mom was like, Sydney, Sydney saying to I know you have anxiety, but like if you if you just aren't anxious and like you aren't stressed, you'll be okay. And I was like, I, I genuinely think wow. mom you just cured yeah. mental health. Like mental health queen who? You don't need a degree. Tammy got you. Like she literally <laughs> said, just don't. <laughs> Tammy okay. Thank you, Tammy. So, oh, topic of today is anxiety. Do- I actually got a DM. I think it was meant for the podcast, but sent to me on accident. And she was like, I'm going on a date today. Help. And I was like, yes. I don't know what to say. But um, we're not just talking about anxiety in, like, first dates or whatever. Really? We're talking about anxiety in general. Yeah. Not just from a mental health perspective, but also, like, anxiety in relationships, anxiety in friendships. Because... I think there's different realms or spectrum of respect anxiety. There's, like, diagnosed anxiety where it's, like, you have anxiety. chronic anxiety. <laughs> yes. Like, very small things or very minute things to certain people to you might be, like, a certain trigger. And there's also not necessarily anxiety but feeling anxious about something. If you don't have anxiety, like, diagnosed, you can just be, like, anxious about a test or anxious mm-hmm. about going on a date or anxious about being in a relationship and things like that. So we talked about, like, the anxious um, attachment types, which I, Buck with so hard Because it explains to me Why I act like this <laughs> So we're gonna discuss that How we have dealt with it Why we get it How we think we get it yeah. And all
6: that uses.
5: And I think this is a great You know If you think that you're Suffering with anxiety And if you, you like Regardless of what you think You're going through And especially if you think You need professional help we're just here to not give professional help and at we're just all. here no like I definitely to need to doctors. make that disclaimer for sure like in no way are we qualified to talk about this but at the same time especially if you're a woman just because we're both women and I think like obviously we both understand the female psyche in ways that a man can't I also think we have another perspective going even further because if you don't mind me saying I can take this out you have anxiety and you're diagnosed with anxiety Mm -hmm. and I am not diagnosed with anxiety and everyone still gets anxious about certain things but there's a difference between actually like having anxiety and just getting anxiety do you know what I mean? I heard that on a TikTok once there's a difference between having anxiety and getting anxiety yeah because like
4: like I have anxiety I don't take any medicine for it or receiving one for it just because that's my own personal choice but I can tell within myself the difference between me being anxious about something and me having anxiety like because um, I think the key difference is for me, and this might help people who like don't know if they're just like a nervous type of person. Because that is something you can be like, just nervous in general, not having like anxiety.
5: So true. I'm so glad you made that distinction. Yeah
4: is that, like, for me, I knew it wasn't just being nervous because it would become, like, all-consuming. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't control the symptoms. Like, I wasn't just nervous. I had symptoms. Mm-hmm. It was, like, number one, irritable bowel syndrome. Sorry. It, no, uh, it's, it,
5: it manifests itself in the tangible.
4: Yeah, like, every time I get nervous, I really feel like I'm shit my brains out. I mm-hmm. shit, like, seven times today.
5: You're welcome. Um, <laughs> you wanted to hear that. You yeah. needed it in your heart.
4: Or, like, I feel like I'm overheating or, like, I get dizzy or, like, my eyes start to, like, uh... You know, like, TV static, it starts to feel like that behind my eyes. or I get, like, a migraine. So, like, I had, like, tangible physical symptoms, which I think is what made me, like, become, like, have anxiety. Right. But also, like, instead of going to someone, because this wasn't what, like, I needed for me, it's, like, I found ways to help me cope with it, which I did, like, have a therapist help me with. But, like, I found ways to just calm myself down or, like, put myself in the right headspace, or, like, take a breather. The weird thing is, though, when I have really bad anxiety, the minute something good happens to me, I'm... <laughs> I'm fine. Like, give me ice cream, give me dick, and me attention, I'm
5: fine. It manifests itself in everyone, though, in different ways, yeah. so there's no, yeah, you're, yeah.
4: I think, like, being anxious or just, like, ha- like getting anxious is different sense that like, there's no, like, necessarily symptoms. Like, you can still get, like, a little nauseous, but it's, like, mm-hmm. an isolated event. It's not something that happens every time something new happens to you, you know?
5: Exactly. I'm I not think a doctor, though, so. Well, let me know because, obviously, I don't understand, but, like, I think the difference is, like, the things that should make you feel anxious and that make you feel anxious, that's just you getting anxious. In most cases, I'm not generalizing, but, like, the things that make you get, like, a test or, like, Mm. a breakup and things like that that should make you feel anxious, that's getting anxiety or getting anxious. But the things that is very specific to you and that often don't manifest themselves in other people, that is, like, having anxiety. and And it's not, obviously, that's not the only redeeming quality of anxiety, but it is a good indicator in some cases. And I think, like... Exactly what Sydney said. If you feel like you have anxiety, just, like, another disclaimer, and if you feel like you suffer chronically, you should go to see someone, even if therapy isn't, like, for you. I'm not saying you should go see someone every week, but did it help for you the one time that you went at least to, like, get tactics, or did it not? Be honest, because I don't know. Like, what helped for you? obviously
4: like, I'm a huge advocate for, like, talking to people and, like, getting help, and, like, I just had a bad experience with therapy, and, like, I'm not trying to put anyone off therapy because I think it's a great thing, and, like, I wish... I had a like uh, experience with it, mm. but like as a kid, I was forced to go like as part of like my parents' divorce agreement when I was very, very young. So I think like this, this the surroundings of the event were kind of traumatic. I didn't like the lady I was with, I didn't like the way she like spoke to me or like helped like get to the like, deepness of my problems. But I think it did help me in the fact that I learned that one person's gonna help me is myself. And like that's not necessarily everyone's outlook or point of view or necessarily like situation. But for me, I know that like I'm a very independent person. And that um just focusing on myself, giving myself time to explore like the ways that I need to like heal and like think through and work through things has helped me. And I'm glad that I had that experience just so that it pushed me towards that. Because um, some people don't like therapy or don't like talking to people. And like, I love talking, I talk about my problems all damn time on this fucking show. Like, I'd be blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but it's just something about like that atmosphere. And like, I do hope I have a good experience someday, but like, I think both times I did try therapy, they were after like very traumatic events, especially like in college. Mm-hmm. And I have very negative experience with it. But 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 it did help me figure out that like if no if I can't help myself, who else is going to help me? You know, yeah. so that like helped. Ooh, I just cracked my finger real good. And
5: no one has to explain. Like even though Sydney just obviously explained herself because we're on a podcast and we we like we're required to just keep talking you don't have to explain yourself ever to anybody if you if something traumatic happened to you or if it's situational or if it's environmental or if it's something completely different don't feel the need to go to therapy don't feel the need to not go to therapy you know what I mean and I think that that's a really important thing that you can give a lot of perspective on that a lot of people can't Sydney because that's your experience and it's different yeah.
4: and it's weird though because I can't even talk about some weird ass shit like, if I have to poop, and I'm in public, or I have to pee, I'm in public, and there's someone in the stall directly next to me, I will not do it.
5: Really? <gasps> I didn't know that about
4: you. Yeah. I will literally pee on myself. That's why I always have to pee so badly, because, like, whenever I go to, like, places in New York, there's only two stalls, and if someone's in the other stall, I will not pee.
5: Are you serious?
4: Yeah. It was a show for one, not for two.
5: Is it something, like, like that you can identify, or is it just, like, you just can't do it?
4: It's, like, stage fright.
5: Okay. It's weird though because I love
4: attention, but (laughs) I want to hear and hear hear my (laughs) splash back or my plop. You know, like I'm dropping kids off the pool. It's just so, it's not a carpool. It's just so this is night. just
5: funny because I'm just going to relate it and bring it back to me because I'm a at detention Uh Whenever I go in a public bathroom and I have to poop, I just do it. I think it's so funny. Girl, you be pooping every time <laughs> we go out. We'd
4: be at a nice restaurant. She'd be like, I'll be right back. I got to poop. And then come back two minutes later. Like, baby, when I poop, that's a, sh- that's a sit down three act experience. I'm not getting up anytime soon. <laughs> three act, there's three like- acts. There's like. Three acts and encore. Intermission as well. <laughs>
3: Right Rug Flooring. No,
4: ma'am. I got, I got, uh, that's probably my most anxious thing is I shit so much when I get yeah. anxious. Like today, I can get my score. Ooh, I was in the bathroom every five minutes. My boss was like, are you okay? And I was like, mm
5: mm-hmm, no. 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 That's so funny because shitting makes you anxious, but when you get anxious, you have to shit. So it's just this endless cycle. And the irony
4: oh is <laughs> not lost upon me. So why I always have to shit. <laughs> That's why you always have My to shit. My future husband probably exercise. really likes this episode. You're welcome.
5: Yeah. Well, this one time I have a funny poop story to just like lighten the conversation for two seconds. Is Sydney and I were at this place called Little Owl in West Village and it's one of our favorite <laughs> spots, best happy hour ever. And I, uh, I, something gave me food poisoning. Not Little Owl is the best. I still go there after this occurrence. Like I'm not saying don't go there. I'm not saying it's going to give you food poisoning. I'm saying that like after I ate this one lobster bisque that they She'd had.
4: She drank. She drank <laughs> it out of a shot glass.
5: Ate it in two seconds. So it was probably like that. That made my tummy hurt. Not really like what. I ate but I ate everything in literally two seconds and all of a sudden my stomach was just and I was like oh no so I ran to the bathroom and I shot my brains out and I stood up to wipe and all of a sudden I looked down and like there's just shit all over the floor like I shot on the yeah, floor yeah I
4: on the floor at work once did you I really just, no like okay, I went it's I, so
5: much better than shitting yeah,
4: I went <laughs> no. to squat and I was like oh <gasps> I cleaned it up though I also threw up on the wall there ah.
5: Yeah. I, think I a whole spring roll. I literally spent like 10 minutes trying to like clean it. And I got out and like one of our other friends was like, Where were you? And I was like, Mind your business. Like, I'm not going to tell you that I shot on the floor. I know. I was, was telling I like, Yeah,
4: I was shitting. They're like, Okay. I was <laughs> telling my, my other, the other intern at the work, I was like, Brother, it's a jump circle on going stomach right now. And he was like, Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. The weird thing about me though is that I will get mad anxious about some really weird shit. But when it comes to like dating or getting fights with people, I do not care. Mm-hmm. do not care because number one i know and this is taking me okay i spend this to sarah so often i don't know how to put it into words that make it make sense because i think i'm a, literally a scientific discovery gene yes but i Double am prize. the most self-deprecating self-loathing um what's that word insecure um selfish self-obsessed person like i hate myself more than anyone else but also love myself more than anyone else you know like try and come out. That's why I think I was made for this life because if I get haters like okay I agree with you. Like I don't know what you're trying to trying to hit you know. But also (laughs) like if someone does hate me it's kind of like I love myself enough for for a lifetime you know. So I think when it comes to dating I think because I had like such bad experiences with relationships in the past with, like, men taking advantage of me or, like, making me feel like I wasn't worth anything or, like, worth love or time or attention and being told that, that I've realized that, like, if I can't find validation in that because if someone was going to be unhappy, it's going to keep continuing. So I find that value and worth in myself. So whenever I go on a first date, second date, third date relationship, it did used to affect me a lot, but I think especially, I think you've probably seen a difference in me, like, in the last, like, six months or so. Yes. I just hit, I hit a point where I was like, you know what, goodbye, okay, like peace, mm-hmm. bye-bye. And to those negative feelings, and it's when I, now when I go on dates or I meet new guys or I'm in a relationship, I'm kind of like, I know my value, and I, I know my worth, and this guy doesn't see it, then like, bye. Like, I don't know, like, I'm not gonna wait around trying to be like, oh, I like him so much, I hope he sees it in me, I hope he changes, like, I cannot change anyone, I can't change situation. Only I can control is how I view the situation and how I respond to it. I think it helps off my anxiety, though, with like first dates and just like fighting with guys or like not getting what I want out relationships. It's just like I can't change how they treat me or how they view me. So I'm focused on me, re- realize and reevaluate my worth and my value, and keep it moving.
5: As your friend, as your sister from another mister. Mm-hmm
4: oh my god Sarah's parents told me I like their second daughter and I really almost started crying in the living room when I was like to
5: get together <laughs> that was awesome I, I'm really sad I missed that moment um as I was saying as someone who like knows you lives with you like whatever I have to admit over the past like two years in general you've been like just especially based on like the first year that I knew you based off of the last two mm. years that I knew you your perspective on not only yourself, but like relationships, not only with guys, but with friends, has just been like something for me to admire. Like, I just seriously don't know how you have this, like, just look and I respect for yourself because honestly, like, sometimes I find myself in situations not only with men, but in friends, and I'm like, why do I let myself get walked over? All of the time. And I, I that's like one of the reasons why I appreciate you so much. Is because like you know when to tell me like Sarah this person's using you. And like you know how to be a good friend to me. But you also were like Sarah like no. Like you, you can't. You know what I mean. You're also yeah. like so kind and compassionate. Especially in regards to other friends who walk all over me. And I really appreciate that about you. And I totally forget where I was going with this. But I think it was something to the tune of like five months especially. Four to five months. You've been just like. Girl power, like to yourself, and it's been so admiring. And like, seriously, you're just like a role model. And I, I just, I don't know if you needed to hear it or if you don't care. I know it doesn't mean anything coming from me, but like, seriously, to... I see it and it's it's awesome. You're cool, you guys you're were, cool.
4: You guys just witnessed the hard dart. Yeah, but it's because I never got shit for that. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's not what I meant to say. And i got time for that shit because I think, like, especially because Sarah's seen me from a very long time, Is like, I keep what... Sorry, yeah. making me laugh. So, like, all through high school, especially through the beginning of college, because I was so shy about meeting new people and friends, is weird because I really am so outgoing, but also not at all, is that I let people use me, yeah. walk all over me, speak to me how, any, any way they want, treat me any way they want, and I kept coming back because I was like, I just really, really want, like, a big group of girlfriends and, like, friends to hang out with, but it was like, it came to a point where I got disrespected so hard that I, like, I reevaluated. It was like a switch came off me and I was like, why would I want to stick around, be friends with, be surrounded by people who do not do any good for me? Like all of these make me stressed and upset and insecure. So why would I spend my time and energy not crying over them, trying to get them back, apologizing for not, for not doing anything and allowing them to continue treating me the way they treat me? Uh, fuck no baby, I'm not doing that anymore i took one argument with one friend where i was like i'm never doing that again you know and since then it's only been like building on top of that but i think that like uh speaking up for yourself or defending yourself so hard because we're taught especially as girls to always be like oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, please take me back. Or I mean, it's like, we're conditioned to apologize and submit to everything. And I refuse to do that any longer. I'm the first to admit when I do something wrong or I feel like I've wronged someone or hurt someone. You say sorry a lot. I say sorry a lot. But I will never apologize or submit or whatever for something I did not do or to fix something that's already broken and does not need to be like salvaged, you know? And I think that like, once you realize that, your energy, your peace, nothing nothing can ruin that, you know? And you have, like, that inner peace that's, like, your core, you know? You, no one can touch that shit. And Sarah knows that. Like, I have reached that point where, like, you can say all you want to me. Oh, baby, I do not care. Yeah. Say it again. Say it louder. Emphasize it. I don't care. It's not going to affect me. And it feels very good and it's made me a lot calmer in terms of anxiety in general it has and just like being able to go about my life in like prioritizing this actually important to me instead of like worrying about fights or like toxic friends or toxic relationships I'm just I'm over it you know yeah do as you please
5: I completely agree and I think um especially regarding past friends and friends obviously because you know who hasn't gotten in a fight with their friends and like a friend ending fight and it definitely doesn't have to be like that, but in some cases, it gets so bad, and it, it like becomes so. I don't even want to say toxic because that sounds very like not what I'm trying to say. Like it, it just becomes so muddy and like disturbed and like poisoned that it's to not use worth the, saving. Tr-
4: uh, tricholins. Yeah, yeah. We love tricholins. We love awesome tricholins, baby. Yeah.
5: It's got to be that Oxford comma, peeps. Sydney's personal Instagram profile. <laughs> But, like, I don't know. I think to a point, obviously, like, salvage everything you can. But I think there's a a point where... You really have to not only just like reevaluate your friendships, but reevaluate yourself and ask, like, what am I putting up with? How much do I love and care about myself to like allow this to go on? And I think, especially if you've been friends for a really long time, it's really hard. And I'm not saying like the first sign of them doing something wrong to just give up on everything, but at the same time, oh my God, like you absolutely have to put yourself first, especially when you're going into the adult world. Do you agree? Like, do you think that like you being older and an adult and like having other responsibilities, i.e., jobs and like other friends, and, like, just, like, adult responsibilities in general has impacted the way you view friends and relationships, like, romantic relationships as well?
4: I think, yeah, because, like, freshman year of college and high school is all I had to fucking do. Like, I did my little booty-booty homework, like, really yeah. like, ABC.
5: Say booty-booty
4: homework? Um, I would say, like, bullet <laughs> bullet, like, whatever <laughs> what? it's called. I don't know. In my head, it's made sense. I do my little homework, and do my little dancey dance, and then I hang out with my friends, and that was it. So, like, oh, my God. You know in high school when, like, every fight felt earth shattering yeah over some lipstick or some five four or some boy. guy that
5: you talked to like that, one that time. I
4: remember his last name yeah because like, in that moment it felt like your world you know but yeah. like I think especially after COVID it's like I'm working three jobs I am um, studying for the LSAT I am a full-time student I'm doing a thesis I'm applying to law school like I don't have time to sit around and be like Oh my God! We bought the same red dress. Is she mad at me for wearing red too? Like I, I can't do it. And like, not to like diminish anyone's like arguments or whatever. Because like sometimes you butt heads with friends. Like that's a natural course of being in a right. relationship. Like any kind of inter- interpersonal, interpersonal, right?
5: yeah. Like you're allowed to get frustrated. I, I literally
4: just glitched. <laughs> <laughs> Literally just glitched. Any interpersonal relationship, yeah. you had to deal with that, you know? But it's like... If you don't,
5: it's not healthy. You're allowed to exactly. get frustrated. You're allowed to get annoyed. It's just the, the, the trials and errors of being human beings.
4: It's one thing to argue if you're consistently, like, making them feel or you they make you feel like you aren't worth shit or you aren't worth being their friend or you just, like, don't fit in right, blah, blah, blah. And that person is not for you, you know? I think internally, you can always kind of tell. Like, if you're even, like, questioning that, like, should I stay with, Like, should I not that should be your sign you know we talked about friends a lot but I kind of want to like transition towards dating yeah is that like a lot of the questions we get are like anxiety about first dates and I think it all goes back to like I think we're conditioned to want to like change ourselves or be a certain kind of way to appeal to a guy yeah but it's like if that person that partner that guy is for you and like you're meant to be with them being yourself is all you can do to make that happen you know like of course it's so normal to be nervous for a first date because it's the first time meeting someone or like having that kind of like alone time with them i think it all goes back to one knowing your value remembering your worth and establishing all those letters you talked about that one episode boundaries intentions etc yeah so like know what you're bringing to the table which is a badass bitch that's period that's all you bring to the table like know what your worth is and know that like if this guy can't see it then like bye-bye on to the next one.
5: <laughs> exactly. You know what? This is hilarious. One of my hometown friends the other day just texted me and was like, I'm going on a first date with this girl and I need your advice. Like, you know, I you know, he's known me for years and years and years. Oh. So I was telling him all of this advice, and I'm realizing I'm like, I'm tailoring this advice to like the girls that I know he goes after. You know what I mean? Like, I know before I even like. I've never met this girl and I like, you know exactly how she's going to be, or at least I think I did. Mm-hmm. So I'm leading up to anyway, it turned out to obviously to be good advice. Cause I give great advice and the day went really well. But the main point of that is just like, don't judge every person the same. And this, this is mostly to guys, but also to women as well or to anybody, anybody at all ever in the world. If you are going on a date with anybody, and if they are a certain gender, a certain way they look, anything, like, but to the end of that rambling, I, I guess I was just trying to say that, like, never judge a book by its cover, no matter what your assumption is. And this is kind of like, I'm saying this because I'm thinking of those guys on, oh my God, incels. You know what I'm talking about? I'm sorry,
4: one of my top seven, is
5: well, yeah, as they should. I mean, they, they should make everybody uncomfortable because they just, like, hate women. And I, that's why I said, like, this is more targeted towards guys than it is girls, even though, like, obviously, both heterosexual categories are guilty of this. I think the main way to decrease a lot of the anxiety, especially on a first date, is to just erase all assumptions and to try to get to know that person. And I'm sure you can agree because we've both been on a million dating apps and we base our first dates off of first impressions, so... Because, like, I try to do this a lot, especially when,
4: like... It's one thing if you know both people going on the first date and they ask you for advice, like a mutual friend, and you do know, like, their personalities or tics or whatever. Yeah. But I think that when I do give advice on dating, such as the listeners or people that, like, DM, I always try and tailor it towards them and not who they're seeing. Because you can't control how they act, what they do, how they look, how they react to you. You can only, like, um, focus on yourself and control that. So whenever I give advice, I make sure it's them centric and not about whoever they're going to date with. You know, like what should I what should I do for this guy? Blah blah. blah. I'm like, no no no, focus on you, girly.
6: Yeah. Yeah.
5: Yeah, and I feel kind of bad because when I gave this guy advice, like I was super, super duper tailoring it to the girls he usually dates. Yeah. And then obviously I'm so glad that the date went well. But then after that I was like reached back into my brain and I was like, What I was back I into thinking?
4: The crevice of it.
5: Yeah, I literally like took my subconscious and I gave it a a, a wedgie and a, a what's it called? Willy. A wet willy Ew. and a noogie. And I was like, What were a you noogie. thinking? Because you're categorizing like this entire group of women based off it, like, what if she was completely different and what if my advice completely failed? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I was like pay for everything and do this and do that because I know the type of girls he dates and like they have those standards but I was like it's not even that like maybe she could have had lower standards it's like maybe they just could have been different and I didn't know because I'm generalizing and categorizing so the life lesson here is is if you're going on a first date with someone especially if it's a blind date or if you've been on a dating app don't judge a book by its cover and don't just take it as like you know shell Silverstein
4: ew his books make me so <laughs> uncomfortable why do they look like that why are you drawing like that? You're literally old. ill.
5: I'm so happy you know who he is. <laughs> we talked about this, didn't we?
4: I don't think so. The weird-ass we poems, did. they'd be like, yeah. I went to the park. <laughs> I'm like, what?
5: Why did I bring him up?
4: I it really, was, I really don't know, know what that was it going It was towards. for a
5: reason. Never mind. I'm going to edit this later and paint myself, but.
0: The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced.
2: Bring
0: it!
3: right rug flooring
5: that's another thing that I I, I, this is literally like the Sarah sucking Sydney's asshole show today oh my god but I was gonna say if you've listened to our past episode you've like heard this conversation before but I think it's like you know it should be referenced right now Sydney has this aura about her that like on first date she doesn't get nervous at all or at least like she really doesn't don't. show that she I gets I do not nervous.
6: get nervous at all. Yeah,
5: like. exactly. And I, like, see her on a first date, and I'm like, the fuck? Because as many first dates as, like, me and her have both been on combined, she never gets nervous. I always got nervous before I, like, started to become exclusive with someone, so it was crazy. Because
4: I know what they're getting, and if they don't recognize that or treat it right, then I'm out the door. What is weird, though, is that, like, when I – that's definitely a new thing for me, like, not being nervous, because, like, you remember this. I don't know if I'm just me, but like whenever I knew I was gonna see a guy or like go on a date, I my I'd have to poop. Like if I knew they're coming over or like we had to I had to poop. And I don't really know what fixed that. I think just because I stopped caring about what guys thought about me because like, okay, five four man, <gasps> what are you gonna say about me is gonna hurt me, you know? <laughs> so I think once I realized that, like, so what if the date goes horribly, it's a great story if it goes great, then, like, great. I just met someone incredible. So I feel like either way, it can't really be that bad. So, like, why spend so much time? Because, like, it's one thing about anxiety, which, like, I hate people say, but it's actually kind of true is that, like, you can spend so much time worrying about and stressing over something, but, like, that stress, that worry is not going to do anything for you. Mm -hmm. Same thing with, like, a test. Being nervous for a test or, like, pacing your mind about a first date. Like, all that worrying is not going to do anything for you but, like, psych you out. So take a deep breath. Wait for it to happen first before you freak out about it, you know? Because all you are doing is setting yourself up for failure. Or setting yourself up for, like, by putting situations in your mind, like, oh, what if he doesn't like me or I not think I'm attractive enough? Or, like, what if my outfit's ugly? Or what if he doesn't, like, whatever? You're just putting in negative thoughts. You're seeing, you're, what's that word? Sowing negative seeds. Sowing negative thoughts. So, like, why even do that when you haven't even had the situation happen yet, you know? And I hate being told that. Like, it's all on your mind. But like, it is all on your mind.
5: So I want to touch on something that you said that I think is hilarious. And I, it's something that we both do. But it's something that I constantly feel bad about. It's like when I ever go on a first date and it goes awful. I come home and the first thing I do is tell everybody. Like, I just yeah. text everybody. I call everybody. And I'm like, you will never believe this fucking hilarious story. This guy literally bit my lip off. And yeah. I think it's like the funniest thing. But sometimes I feel bad. But honestly... I'm going to say this, it might be controversial. If you don't use names, if you, especially like to mutuals or to people who like might know that person, if you don't give any specific details about that person or like who that person is, and especially if that person did something negative to you, I think it's fine to like complain and make it into a joke, especially if it like bursts or bursts what? If it lifts your like spirits a little bit about a really sucky date because sucky dates can sometimes really get you down and I think making it into a humorous situation is... A good thing sometimes but, like but sometimes I, cat- I feel bad
4: when I got catfished yeah. not only was he a catfish he was literally mean he was like you think you're funny don't you and I was like I don't think I'm funny I know I'm funny bye yeah, I literally okay. okay when he went to the bathroom I really thought about running but I was like what if bartender sees me and I have to like explain myself because mm-hmm. it's a little close to my new apartment mm-hmm. so I literally just called Sarah she got me out of it We have this thing called brunch where, like, if I need to get out of something, anything, but especially a date, I'll literally text Sarah brunch question mark. Because, like, the guy says, I'd be like, okay, that's, like, fine. Because, like, ask my brunch tomorrow. You can, like, write it off so easily. Then she'll answer and be like, brunch, period. And I'll be like, okay, she's going to get me out of this. And she'll call (laughs) and be like, Sydney, I'm literally throwing up my hair right now. And I'll be like, okay, (laughs) on my
5: way. I was listening to My Favorite Murder on the Train to Montauk and they were doing this episode. It was like Karen and Georgia were trying to think of ways to say that they were in, in serious trouble on the phone with their friends because there was a serial killer couple and like they made their victims call their mom to like let them know they were okay. And so they were like, this could all have been fixed if there was like, you know, they, were not, they weren't victim blaming, but they were making a joke and they were saying like, it, this could have all have been fixed if there was like a code word that they could have said to like make the person on the other line call 911. And so Cindy and I's word is Brunch, right but their word because they were so concerned that they might have just used that word in everyday conversation their word was like suburbanite
4: you <laughs> go, I'd be like butternut <laughs> 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 like I'm drinking some butternut ice hey, cream hey girl
5: avocado I yeah. <laughs> immediately get shot Like,
4: <laughs> I'm like hey mom butternut
5: <laughs> hey mom butternut anyway I'm totally safe <laughs> no it's not funny but like they were saying they were like in between suburbanite and like cockroach and like all of these other weird ass words. And they were like thinking they were so clever. And then all of a sudden Georgia was like, wait, how are we going to work this in a conversation?
4: Yeah.
5: It was so good.
4: Because they be like, hey, mom, I'm going to go. Yeah. I'm like, hey, mom. Yeah. I'm going to brunch tomorrow.
5: Yeah. Brunch is so easy. And also, like Sydney and I, first of all, we text, we don't call. So if I call Sydney, automatically her red flags are up. Yeah. And if I use the word, like if I emphasize or like, FaceTime, brunch, time, it, yeah.
4: FaceTime, I would automatically know. I'd be like, what'd you do?
5: And like, yeah, I always call. I, the only reason I FaceTime Sydney is like if I'm literally in a depressive state or if I did something very bad or if something. Show or something. Yeah, literally.
4: Do
5: you remember that one time I FaceTimed you and some guy was like stalking me in a Walmart? Do you remember that? It was like three years ago. I don't know. Do you have anything else to say tonight? No. <laughs> I was
4: saying something to say, and then I was like, anything I say would probably come out so wrong.
5: You guys, you guys. Oh yeah, I have a story. go.
4: Today my boss was like, Can you get some paper from the store? And I was like, Yeah. And in my head, I didn't think he meant like a pack of paper. So I got those gigantic boxes mm-hmm. that come with like seven of the little things of paper in them. And they weigh like they're like seven thousand like pieces of paper in each box. And was about to get one free, so obviously I got three. And he texted me, he was like, the paper was $130. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah. And so I arrived at our office with the staples cart. Like, literally shopping cart. Because the guy was like, Do you need the shopping cart? Because I was like, how am I going to carry these three things of paper? He's like, Leave your leave your like I like ID here and I'll let you take the shopping cart. So I was walking down the street of Manhattan with a shopping cart full of paper. And in I got the, in the heat wave. In the heat wave. And I got to my office and he was like, What? He literally meant, like, three packs of paper. I got, like, I think in total, like, 24 packs. So I was like, okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. He was like, oh. I mean, it's fine, but why'd you do that? Then had to go all the back Staples. It was, like, three avenues away with the shopping cart.
5: Oh, my God.
4: I called my mom. Olivia. I was like, Mom. And she was laughing so hard. And I was like, that's really not funny.
5: <laughs> that's, <laughs> no, been, it's so funny. Why? Wait, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm confused. What was the mistranslation?
4: You know, like, the small packs of paper you get?
5: Yeah, like the printer paper. Yeah. Yeah.
4: So he said things of paper, and they have those boxes that are like this big. That's how heavy it was. I'd have them help me put it in the thing. So I was kind of like, why do I need so much paper? That's not the last time I think a year. Guess what you are? An idiot. An idiot. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder how I'm going to like literally survive in the real world. I'm so dumb.
5: No, you know why. You know why you will, because you have common sense. And you know why. You know, yes, you do. Don't give me that look. Don't. I like give to say that, that, that I'm book le-
4: smart, not smart to me.
5: No, you are, because Sydney and I have a few of friends who want to be lawyers, and we were saying, like, if they ever showed up ever to a consultation, we'd be like, yep, I'm going to jail. But, like, if you showed up at my consultation and you were like, according to the Third Amendment, I'd be like, I'm th- going to... Th- 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 <laughs> I'm the Third Amendment. <laughs> Quarter troops or something, I don't know. They're
4: going to be a first day hey, school. What's First Amendment? Me. Uh <laughs> the con- No. I saw this one Twitter thread. This girl was like, the, um, "The first amendment is not part of the Constitution." And I was like, "Okay." Some people are literally saying dumb. The best part is, is that I'm gonna be a lawyer, and they're gonna come in for consultation. I'm gonna have rainbow fingernails, and they're gonna be like, "What?" <laughs> a with the rainbow eight-inch acrylics, which I have right now.
5: No. They're pastel. Well, you guys, thank you so much for watching this episode. Wait, what? Uh, thank you so much <laughs> for listening. <laughs> We're super right now. It's so hot in here, you guys. So it's so hot. Exciting. We don't have AC
4: in our living room, and it just is
5: un poco de hot. My fake eyelashes melted off three hours ago, so my per- half my personality is gone.
4: I'm so dead.
5: <clears throat> anyway, thanks for listening. We love. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> and
4: when, I laugh, what? Like, when I laugh like that, I hate that. It's not like, like a ass <laughs> asthma attack. <laughs> Because I do have asthma.
5: Yeah, you do have asthma and allergies and
4: anxiety. My biggest fear is so that I'm going I'm to get. Number one, if I'm a lawyer, I can't cry. No, it's the trifecta allergies, asthma, and anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> some, some say Triple A, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> If someone ever calls my boobs small again, I don't see the triple A's I have, baby. Are anxiety, yeah. asthma, and what's the other one? Ass. Thank you.
5: No, anxiety, asthma, and allergies, and asthma. And, and ass. ass. <laughs> quadruple A. Well, now it's four because it's allergies, anxiety, something in okay whatever you have to name this episode like the quadruple I don't say something. pooping in public
4: <laughs> pussy 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 marijuana, marijuana. I wanna smoke weed every day and I'm gonna mm-hmm. eat that mm-hmm. pur- period comma pause no that was a Grammy winning song yeah it was he's doing good in life it should have been in the heights usnavi <laughs>
5: Usnavi, yeah so Sydney and I is running inside joke over the weekend we're gonna let you guys in because we love the more community here is that every single time Usnavi literally says anything in the Heights Vanessa comes and she's like yes. Usnavi. like
4: a song will be bumping and out of nowhere Migros she'll sh- 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 like let's do it okay ready <clears throat> okay here we go I'm ready check go
5: today I'm going to the grocery
4: Usnavi, I'm like bitch let him finish <laughs> talking oh my gosh she was cute and all, but dang, let him finish talking before <laughs> you start Navi. running your mouth. Alrighty. And it's never anything else either. It's just no. Usnavi, give me coffee.
5: Yeah. Usnavi, I did this painting for you. For you. And you didn't dance with me at night. No, against me, <laughs> but Usnavi. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Alrighty, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Did I say alrighty unironically? Wow. Ooh, the white dad of me popped up. Oh. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We really appreciate you putting up with our heat wave noggins. We have an Instagram. It's called crying in public. Pie. We do have social media. <laughs> we, but before social media, we have go listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and iHeart on all of those, and wherever you get your podcast. So, like Stitcher, wherever the heck else you listen to. Um, we also have social media, like Cindy just very elegantly described. Just pick a wedgie.
4: Pause. Nothing will humble you in public more than having your, your underwear up your vagina.
5: Can I keep that in? Yes. Okay. Public. Okay. Uh, we're on Instagram at Crying in Public Podcast, TikTok at the same name, and also YouTube at the same name if you were wondering. We haven't been filming our minis recently just because we're underdoing some construction. We've also been on vacation. Give us a break. Uh, but we love you guys just as equally, of course. Ah! And we are going to have merch coming out soon. So just keep it in the back pocket. I've literally been saying that for four months. Mm-hmm
0: Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL Plus. Visit NFL.com slash schedule release to learn more.
3: Right here, right now, find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee.